Well, it took 150 goes, but Signs has finally put it on poll. Welcome to episode 209 of Grid Talk, and today we are here to discuss qualifying for the British Grand Prix. My name is Tom Downey, and joining me we have Jared. Hello. And we also have Olivia Cairo. Hello, thank you for having me. Hello, and finally we have Warren. Good to be back. Thank you, sir. But just before we, we begin, if you enjoy this podcast, we would love it if you would take uh, take fives to leave us a five-star rating on Spotify or a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you do, you'll automatically go into our monthly draw to win a Grid Talk t-shirt from our champion range of merch. Also, if you're one of the 72 people who aren't yet subscribed to the channel, please help us out. And uh, sorry, please consider helping us out with a like and a subscribe. So, qualifying Silverstone as 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 a um, as the only British person on on this call, uh, I'd like to welcome you to our you know to to a typical British summer where it rained. So um, so yeah, I mean, there's only one place to start, really. Carlos Sainz, he's finally done it. He has finally put his car on pole. He had a, quite a, quite a good day out, didn't he, Jared? Yeah, and it even caught himself by surprise from what I heard in the aftermath on the team radio. So good on him. Good way to celebrate his 150th Grand Prix as well. Whether he can uh, keep P1 for the race is a, a different story because he's, of course, chasing that first Grand Prix win as well. But um, a great way to do it, let's say, you know, to, to be able to put it on pole. Uh, I think given the conditions as well, your favourite, uh, British summer conditions, as we all like to talk about um, everywhere in the world. Uh, if it wasn't for the rain, Ferrari would have had no chance of being in contention for pole position. So very much equalised by the uh, wet conditions, the battle there between Ferrari and Red Bull. But um, let's just take 24 hours to, you know, revel in the fact that Carlos has got his first pole position. And then when the race comes, I'm sure it'll be a different story. No, absolutely. And um, just just moving on down the grid a bit, um, Olivia, Max Verstappen starts P2 tomorrow. Looked like he was going to get pole position. You know, he 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 came top in, in Q1 and Q2. But sadly, his final run, he just couldn't, couldn't quite get it together in the conditions needed. And ultimately, he starts behind his old teammate. Um, yeah, no, uh, it was in the last moments that he lost... Um, P1. Uh, I agree with Jawad in that with the conditions that we've had in this qualifying session, um, it was undoubtable that it would have been in Verstappen's hands. But um, I mean, yeah, we we do have to be happy for signs. It's his first poll. Um, but it's sad for Verstappen. Um, but I guess he's, he, it's, it's not much to that he's lost in. And I think he can hold on to um, having hopefully a good race in, in tomorrow's um, race. No, absolutely. And, and I, I, I do agree with you. It was, it was in Verstappen's hands. You know, we, we, saw, we saw how close he was, you know, constantly putting in fast laps. But then that last lap just wasn't quite there. Um, but Warren, uh, starting P3 tomorrow, we have the other Ferrari driver, and you know, first I think for the first time this season, uh, the Ferrari driver who starts behind the other one, Charles Leclerc, just wasn't quite his day today, was it? 
No, it wasn't. He had the spin in sector one, I think, in one of his last laps towards the end of Q3. It also didn't seem like the TV directing crew was showing him a lot. Like, it, we could, if you want to talk about we could talk about the end when they just didn't show anybody finishing after Verstappen finished. But for, for Leclerc, it didn't seem like you saw a lot of him out there. He just... Like 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 Jawad said, Ferrari. If it was in the dry, they weren't even going to really probably have a chance to get on pole. So I would say P three for for Charles. Two or three was probably where he was going to be at in the in the dry going in and the wet. That's fine. I don't think he ever wants to be out qualified by signs, especially the first time there. But it just it didn't seem like he had it. He even said in his post in his post race, the lap I put didn't deserve pole. So that's uh, I would say he would probably be be satisfied with third if he said the lap's not good enough for pull so that's that's what it was for him today no absolutely and that's um actually that's a very good point you picked up on the tv direction um because I, I i did notice myself when i was watching it that we were still waiting for other drivers to cross the line we were waiting for perez and alonso to cross the line and it still came up with a banner saying that um signs had pole position and showing they were showing us the ferrari garage which i thought was a bit a bit odd, but F1 is no stranger to TV direction issues. They didn't even show Russell and Hamilton's times on the screen. Like, like they didn't even show that. And I was like, we still have people out here. Like, they were hyping it up, like, how great this qualifying. Everyone's going to be finishing, last one to finish. Look how great this is going to be, which I think everybody loves when Q3 is like that. But they didn't even show the times. They just went to Carlos showing his face in there. I was like, what? yelling at the TV. What are we doing here? What's going on? Yeah, it was a, it was a, the uh, the direction left a little bit, a uh, little bit to be desired. I think we shall say um, this afternoon. But starting P four tomorrow, uh, back to you, Jared. We have uh, Max's teammate Sergio Perez. Now Perez, obviously, he's not not sort of traditionally known for his strong qualifying. He's more of a, he's more of a Mister Sunday man. Um, but he, but he, he seemed to do pretty well in in the conditions. Um, how do you think he's going to fare tomorrow? Well, it's definitely good for Red Bull to have him up there in fourth. I think he seemed a bit, um, well, from what I gather, he seemed a bit disappointed with the deficit especially. He was six-tenths off the pole time and um, the talk of, you know, the limited running that they've had in practice, in dry practice all weekend. Um, he did end FP3 second quickest, four-tenths off uh, his teammates. So, you know, definitely in the mix when it comes to the race. And I think that's what Red Bull want, having um, both their drivers there in the top four. So strategically, they have options um, against Ferrari. So, yeah, you know, the chance is definitely there for a podium for Perez. And, you know, like you say, he's a lot better when it comes to race day and Sunday. So I definitely put him in. I mean, it's it's still early in the show and I'm talking podium predictions here, but I reckon Checo would be one that I would uh, be putting on the podium at this stage with uh, the way he's been going. No, absolutely. You know, he's, uh, you know, I, I again agree with you. You know, I, I think if anybody's going to sort of work their way up a bit tomorrow out of the top drivers, it's likely going to be him. But um, starting behind Sergio Perez and starting on, starting on the on the third row of his of his home Grand Prix is the home hero himself, Mr. Lewis Hamilton, or I should say, Sir Lewis Hamilton. Olivia, uh, pretty pretty good day, I'd say, for Hamilton. He might uh, he and Mercedes may be a little disappointed that they weren't higher up. 
Um, do you think fifth is is the best they could do, or or or, or do you feel that there's perhaps a bit more to give? Um, I could. I think it's good to say that fifth is um what is expected for Lewis um uh with Mercedes this weekend um especially given the upgrades that they brought in for the weekend they seem a bit more competitive hopefully it will show more tomorrow um obviously the conditions again weren't ideal to show what exactly is in store for the car and what the car can do now with the new upgrades but um yeah no P5 seems like a good um, starting point for Lewis, given everyone that's ahead of uh, him tomorrow. Um, I will say though that, uh, yeah, no, it 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 seems quite solid for me. I think. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's he's definitely in a good position tomorrow. I'd say to uh yeah, to 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 get a good haul of points, and um. Warren, just starting uh, starting behind Hamilton is um, is his fellow British counterpart, Landon Norris. He's put his McLaren a rather impressive P6 uh, again in, in the wet. Um, Lando had a pretty good day, didn't he? You'd say, given the relative performance of that McLaren? I would, I would agree with that. I thought it would be a pretty good day for him getting six. Obviously, anytime you can break up all the all the top six in there and get in there, I think that's a good day for him, especially in front of the home crowd to get six. Um, I, I would have to say a solid day. The one thing I am curious about, though, is if they knew the whole British summer and it rains and everything, I wonder if teams would have gone out more in P1 if they knew Quali today would have had the chance for rain or if it was going to be like these conditions because nobody was doing any laps yesterday. And I was surprised they didn't want any data in there if they thought it could potentially happen. So I know that's a little different than Lando, but I'm surprised that they weren't running more yesterday potentially to see this coming into head to get the data going. I think Lewis did the most laps, but now going back to the original thing, I thought all in all is a solid, a good day for uh, Lando up, up there in sixth. Yeah, definitely, especially compared to his uh, his teammate, who we'll get on to a bit later on. Um, nothing like sticking the knife in, eh? Um, P7 is, uh, is um, who was it? It was indeed Fernando Alonso. Sorry, my computer had a real moment then, as did I. Um, yes, uh, Alonso, P7. Uh, Jawas, it looked like at one point Alonso was on course for pole, or certainly on course for a, for, for a, you know, certainly, certainly for a, perhaps a front row or second row start. Ultimately, he's on the fourth row. Um, you know, I would still say that's a fairly good result for Al- for Alpine, who looked who looked like they were perhaps struggling a bit in the wet today. How do you think he's going to fare? Um, yeah, for the race, they definitely would be on for kind of a top six, top seven finish. You know, they'd be happy to bank some points. But I love how in qualifying all year it's been a case of hero or zero for Alonso. You know, we talk about what could have been, think about back to Australia where we mentioned that he could have been on pole position but then ended up crashing. Pulled it off their last time out in Canada and ended up on the front row. So, you know, there was that similar sort of hype with him in Q3 this time. Could he end up on the front row again or on pole position, as it were, in similar conditions? But he had a good giggle about it as well, Uh 
in the pen afterwards and said, oh, you know, it would have been nice, wouldn't it? But, um, yeah, I think seventh is great. He's in a competitive little bunch there. He's um, some quickie cars behind, which we'll get to, I'm sure. And, um, yeah, you know, Lando Norris ahead thinking that, you know, he's going to be in a good battle with Alonso through the race. So that'll be one to watch definitely with those two. So um, I think he's in a good position to get some good points. No, definitely. Yeah, he's, um, yeah, he's, uh, again, Alonso, you know, I, I, you know, maybe he'll overtake Norris and you're putting in patch on with the grid. Provided he doesn't get caught up by the light sequence this weekend, like he did, uh, like he did out in Canada uh, a few weeks ago. But um, Olivier P8 is Hamilton's teammate, George Russell. Uh, possibly a little bit disappointing for him, given the team's uh, the team's apparent improvement. Uh, sorry, apparent performance improvements this weekend, and and given he's arguably had the measure of his teammate this season, um, it seemed like he was. You know he was fairly comprehensively beaten today in qualifying. Um, we've seen how good Russell can be in the wet. We only have to look at Belgium last year. So, uh, how do you think he's going to fare tomorrow? Do, do, do you think he's going to work his way up the grid? Or um, I don't really. I'm not really optimistic for him working his way up the grid. Um, uh, he has been out qualified since Canada last the last race, Canada, and now again this time. Um, it is disappointing that he hasn't done um, as well as his teammate with the upgrades. It's quite a similar result as last weekend, five and eight for Mercedes. Um, but given that they seem to have worked on uh, reducing the porpoising issues, I it, it should work well for George and hopefully he gets in front of the people ahead of him and does well to maximize um, the results for the team, but I do not see him uh, doing as well um, or getting ahead of his teammate this time. Um, but it should be a good race for both of them in the, as they're at home and the team's at home as well. So hopefully they both have a good race, but I don't see much or I'm not too optimistic about George this weekend, sadly. Yeah, it, it, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure we'd all agree. It'd be nice to see him perhaps work way up the grid a bit, but uh, but given some of the names in front of him, um, yeah, I think you know, it's I'm, the end of the P5 and up for George this ooh, week. I do. Ooh. Olivia's already getting into a bold predictions, everybody. <laughs> We're only 15 minutes in, and here it goes. <laughs> oh, no, but um, yeah, no, it's a uh, yeah, I, I, I am a bit inclined to agree with you. you know, I think he might be perhaps riding his luck a bit. But uh, but we will see what we have in 24 hours' time. But moving on down the grids, Warren P9, Zhou Guan Yu, Guan Yu Zhou. I can never remember which way around it is to be said. Um, again, I've, I, I'm, I'm more and more impressed with him as this season goes on. You know, he's out-qualified Bottas again, and Bottas is not an insignificant name in Formula 1. Um, but again, he's he's into P3, had a, had a very, very solid qualifying. Um, what did you think of him today? I, I thought he was fantastic. Like you said, I think this is third time in a row he's he's out-qualified Bottas, three in a row, two in the wet. And I, would, I know the wet brings everybody a more level playing field, but to get to Q3 in the wet twice, back-to-back races, 
I think that is very impressive. And same thing with you. If, if he doesn't have all those engine issues, he's, he's probably got more than two points finishes this season. He's been really impressive lately finding his, finding his groove too. like, he's only on a one-year deal. That's the thing to his contracts up at the end of the year. So he doesn't have any security going in for next year. So he's got to prove his point every single race. But again, I was highly impressed with him this week. And I have been, I think everybody has been impressed with him the last three weeks he's been out there. He's been, he's been fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that's a very good point you made about his reliability as well, because there've been a few occasions this season where he seems to have been in a good point-scoring opportunity, and then the team have turned around and said, you know, he's either had to come into the pits to retire or he's retired out on track. You know, Backer was one that springs to mind when he was in a points-finishing position. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I absolutely agree with you there. Uh, Joe, uh, Joe has been quite unlucky in terms of reliability, and you know, it's definitely something we've seen across the, uh, across the, um, the Ferrari power cars. But um, rounding up the top 10, I can't quite believe I'm saying this. And as someone who has been very criti- uh, critical of this driver, I am genuinely, genuinely pleased to say, Jared, in P10, in Q3, is the Williams of Nicholas Latifi. The GOAT. The GOAT himself. He has done it. <laughs> Move aside, Hamilton. There's a new GOAT in town. <laughs> But yes, uh, genuinely. Now, I just just before we talk about the TV, I just want to say I know I've been very critical of him in the past. However, he's had a lot of pressure on and off track, and I know the media and perhaps you count someone like myself as the media, although I'm just a nerd who watches at home. I know I've been very critical of him. Can I just say how nice it is to see him doing really well in tough conditions? And and you know I just you know I just, I just want to say I you know I, I don't think he's ever going to win the championship, but to see him put his car into Q three, I'm genuinely pleased to see it. So me aside, Jowett, Latifi Q three, where do we begin? Well, you know I will be the first to admit as well um, after you, Tom, that I've also been quite critical of him and on this show as well. I'll definitely own up to the fact that a few races ago, I was definitely on that um, level of thinking that uh, he's going to be replaced at the British Grand Prix, getting on board with that rumor and everything um, that Williams would bin him halfway through the season. But that's not happened and justifiably so. And, you know, while... Sure, he might not see much more Formula One beyond the end of this year. Um, if if that's the case, it's good to see him put in a good performance every now and again. And it just, yeah, you know, goes back to show you the form that he had last year when he was able to score some points there in the middle of the season, uh, along with his former teammate, George Russell. We know it's been well documented how much he struggled with these new cars in 2022 and, you know, just comprehensively beaten by Alex Albon. But, you know, everyone deserves a bit of slack. And when it counted, he put in a good performance. And especially for the team, it's the team's home race as well. So to have a Williams go through to Q3, qualify P10, um, it's going to be a big highlight. And good to see Latifi himself beaming in the post-quality uh, interview as well. He had a smile ear to ear. So I think probably the the you know the most feel-good story to come out of qualifying this weekend. Um, 
but yeah, not much to say about his race prospects potentially, but yeah, to get that result. And it was his first ever Q3 as well, if I'm not mistaken. So there you go. Another box ticked for him in his uh, career. Yes, uh, I, I believe you're correct. And I'm, I'm sure someone, someone will tell us uh, that if, um, if, if, if we're wrong, you know, it's, it's the internet. People like to point that out. So yeah, um, yeah, I am. I am. I am absolutely certain that, uh, that that it is his first that it is his first Q three appearance. And uh, someone's just put in the chat. They said, "Go Tfi." Absolutely. Um, <laughs> right. Moving down to our Q two Q two exits. Um, Pierre Gasly, Olivia. He uh, he went out in P eleven today. Um, as 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 someone who has a bit of a man crush on Pierre Gasly, um, I was I was you know you know I was a little disappointed to see him go out. Um, it seems like he's lost a bit of form, or you know, you know, if he's struggling a bit at the moment, um, you know, I, I, I don't quite know, but, um, but yes, uh, you know, um, when I when I in Q three, ultimately, you know, was ultimately, uh, he, he was only, what well, it was only about seven, yeah, seven one hundredth off the pace of Latifi to get into Q three, but he was he was off the pace. Um, how do you feel if Saturday went? How do you think your Sunday's going to go as well? Um, I feel like he went into the weekend knowing, him and the team went into the weekend knowing that Q2, um, getting into Q3 was going to be quite the struggle. Um, they have said that they're struggling this weekend with how the car is set up and they don't think that much is going to happen for them going forward. But it would be nice to see um, Gasly break into the points, um, carry some of the optimism of signing a new contract with him, which is actually quite exciting. I'm happy they retained him, but I guess there's nowhere that he could go um, other than Alphatari. But hopefully um, he gets into the points, maybe a P8. That's really optimistic. Um, but yeah, it, it it's disappointing to see him in P11. It's not not. It's, it, it does seem to be quite satisfactory for how the season has been going. But, um, yeah, no, um, hopefully a points finish is what is in store for Pierre Gasly, a P8 maybe, in my opinion. But, yeah, not much. As long as it doesn't come with the expense of, of the GOAT himself, Latifi, uh <laughs> You know, I, 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 yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I would like, I would like to see Gasly back in the points, um, and he certainly proved in the past that he has the skill to do it. Uh, Warren P12, Valtteri Bottas. Um, uh, I, I believe it was Olivia said uh, it was a, it was the third time in a row that he's been out qualified, or or it might have indeed been yourself who said that. Um, I can't quite remember. Going a bit cross-eyed. Um, yeah, uh, again, out out in Q2. Just couldn't couldn't seem to get a lap together, or well, get enough of a lap together, and then by the time that he was able to sort of get out and, and get going in Q two, the rain had really arrived, and it was when nobody was improving towards the end. Um, what are your thoughts on Bottas from from today? I think you said it best that when he got it going, the rain had already the rain had re reappeared, and the track was too wet on the inters, and he was he wasn't he didn't have a really chance to get it going so what i think you have what the first five minutes of q2 where it was it was everybody was doing the laps and then after that it was like oh it doesn't seem like they're going to be able to do it and he just couldn't able to get a good lap in the early on and that 
and that was kind of it for him. I, I do am I am surprised that he's been knocked out of Q two again. He's always been known for his good qualifying, so I think that is something to I don't know watch going forward. What what really are you saying when you say oh see if Botas can continue to get knocked out in Q like he's just going for some points finishes, but it is he is known as a good qualifier. So this is quite I would say quite surprising that he's getting knocked out in Q2. But maybe tomorrow he, he can he can get a points finish. But today I would have to say he'd be pretty disappointed early on with his performance. No, absolutely. And it was um uh I, I believe it was in Baku that he brought his run of consecutive Q3 appearances to an end. He had uh, I'm, I'm sure he had something like 140 odd consecutive Q3 appearances. So I believe it was all of his drives for Mercedes, and then all of his initial drives for Alpha Tari, uh, Alpha Tari, Alpha, Alpha Romeo. Um, wrong Alpha there. Um, yeah. So uh, no, I yeah, um, I agree with you. It would be nice to see him back in, uh, back into the points tomorrow. Um, I think he might have a bit of a job on his hands, unfortunately. Speaking of Alpha Tauri, um, this is definitely why I said them and not because it was a slip of the tongue. Um, Jawad, Yuki Sonoda, P13. Um, bit of a sort of almost anonymous performance. I didn't see an awful lot of him in qualifying, but that could be because we were perhaps looking at pictures of Carlos Sainz, like Warren said. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I didn't see an awful lot of him. You know, you know he, he, didn't, he didn't really seem to be threatening the top 10 um, how do you think he's going to fare tomorrow? Um, well, you know, because we're all praying for the goat, we're we're hoping not too well. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, he's had a run, Sonoda, of three uh, non-points scoring finishes. He had the DNF last time out in Canada, anyway. And I particularly don't think um, he's on for points tomorrow, unfortunately. Like, he did come through for 10th last year in his um, first British Grand Prix. But, um, yeah, just, you know, the AlphaTauri pace at the moment is so up and down that, you know, oh, it looks, you know, often worse than it does look good. So, you know, if anything, I think, you know, the car's probably going to let, uh, Sonoda down on this occasion and probably they're not going to get near it but I, I could be wrong been proved wrong before don't mind um and yeah with the qualifying he was probably one of those drivers who towards the end of Q2 got caught out by the worsening conditions so um bit unfortunate for that but um yeah that's that's the way it, the cookie crumbles I'm afraid in this situation Nice, uh, nice little boot for mighty reference there. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, sir. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I do tend to agree with you. I don't think we'll see him make points tomorrow. Sadly, um, it'd be again, it'd be nice to see it, but yeah, I, I, uh, I think, I think he's going to be stuck. Sort of, I think he's going to be stuck in that sort of proverbial midfield DRS train for tomorrow. Um, right, moving down to P fourteen. Daniel Ricardo, um, Olivia, again, not another brilliant day for the Australian. He's under pressure anyway with his seats, you know, while he's under media pressure. We know he has a contract that will allow him to take up an option for 2023. Um, so he, you know, he, he theoretically has his seats for next year, but the performance he's put in today. Much like much like his performances this season and some last season, he's not doing himself any favors. 
I think we can safely say. What are your thoughts on uh, on on the honey badger? How, how do you think he's going to do tomorrow? Give us give um, us your thoughts on his qualifying from today. Uh, I agree with you. I he's not doing himself any favors. It's a sad time. It's sad to see, really, with Ricardo because you know how much it's. Everyone knows how much um, of a good driver he is. The potential he has to um, do well throughout the grid and in races, but it's sad to see how um, he struggled to adapt to the McLaren, the deficit between him and Lando. Um, so I'm not really expecting much given what's happened in throughout this whole season and uh, with talk of him possibly losing his seat at which I'm not going to give that much weight to, but it's sad to see um just the the way people have given up on Daniel Ricardo, not really given up on, but um, yeah, no, I, I I don't really expect much from it, uh, his race tomorrow. Not not really a points finish, maybe a P twelve. May I'm I don't know, but yeah, no, it it really is sad to see, especially because I'm such a Daniel Ricardo fan. But yeah, I don't know. Not much for me, for him. No, it, it does feel a little bit like his uh, his days are perhaps a bit numbered in F1. Um, yeah. Don't get me wrong, I, I I like Daniel Ricciardo, as I'm sure the majority of people on the grid do. However, he's um, it's not quite worked out at McLaren, unfortunately, for him. Yeah. But alongside him, Warren, uh, starting P15 tomorrow, uh, you could argue perhaps a bit disappointing given where his teammate is starting. Esteban Ocon um, only really just about made it through to through to Q two. Both he and both he and Alonso, uh, sorry, both he and Ricardo left it quite late to make it through. How do you see him getting on tomorrow? Do you see him putting at least some overtakes? Yeah, I, I think he could. I think he get a couple overtakes in, but I I don't think a points finish is in his in his future at all tomorrow. I I was quite surprised how how low he was on the grid there today or how his how poor his qualifying was. But I don't know, maybe he, he, he I assume he'll fight it out with Yuki uh Yuki and Daniel tomorrow. What else is he gonna I, I I said on the preview episode, I think Alpine's probably got what the fourth fastest car on the grid, I think. They might be a step up above McLaren. So you would think with that he's he's gonna be he's gonna be able to do some overtakes out there. So but I don't think he's gonna get the points. Yeah, no, uh, I, uh, I, I do tend, I do tend to agree with you there. Um, one thing I noticed as well of Alpine was they were very late in bringing their drivers out, especially during Q one. So perhaps that put them on the back foot a bit, where they couldn't get as many banker laps in. I don't, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just speculating a bit, but uh, but I did notice that when all eighteen cars were on the uh, were on the track in Q and both the Alpines were still tucked up in their garage. Um, have, 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 having a cup of tea and waiting for it all to blow over. <laughs> so it's uh, yeah, I'm not quite, I'm not quite sure what the thinking was there, but um, but let's see what tomorrow brings for them. And then moving down to our to our Q1, our Q1 cameo appearances P, uh, in P16, Jowards, we have Alexander Alban. I bet we never thought we'd see the gap that we see between. Um, uh, between Latifi and Alban, especially this way around, 
you know, we've seen it the other way around a few times this season, but uh, but no, it's uh, not not a good, not a particularly good outing for Albon, especially given his car had the upgrades this weekend. No, and I think it was rather unfortunate uh, when you look at the gap. It was like eight hundredths of a second that he missed out on Q two by you know, ironically with his teammate uh, with Latifi in P15 to get through there. And like he said, like he said as well, there was that talk um, coming into the weekend about how uh, Albon's got the upgrades, Latifi doesn't. And you would have thought naturally with those upgrades that um, Albon would have easily qualified ahead of his teammate. I think if it was a dry session, perhaps maybe those um, upgrades on the Williams would have come forward and we would have seen Albon a bit more competitive. But I think, you know, given he's P16 or whatever, it's going to be difficult for him to really make a showing in the race. It would be good, however, for him if he could get up there uh close to the points, maybe do like a Australia strategy, go what 51 laps on the hard tires and then, you know, do one lap on mediums or something and and score some points. But I don't think that's quite possible around Silverstone. So um, yeah, you know, they'll just have to gather as much data as they can on with those new upgrades and hope that um, they can get some better results next time out. That's a very good point. Yeah, I think um, you know, I I echo what you've just said. So I, I think tomorrow will be a good opportunity for them to uh, for the, for them to see how well those upgrades are, are going to work in a race trim, and then you know they can take that data moving forward. Also, if Latifi would have them, he'd have definitely been on pole. Just put it out there. Um, P seventeen, Olivia is Kevin Magnussen. Bit of a disappointing day for Haas. They looked like they were gonna. They looked like they were going to be there or thereabouts in Q3, especially, you know, especially especially to begin with. I got very excited seeing them towards the top of the timing charts, but I think that's just because the track was beginning to rubber in a bit and then everybody started knocking times off. So unfortunately for uh, for for the Great Dane, he's out in Q1. Not a brilliant day for him. Um, uh, you know, how, um, how do you think he's going to fare tomorrow? Um, yeah, no, not great for us. Um, Kevin Magnuson, not great for him. Um, last time out, it was, I'm pretty sure he was up there in the qualifying and dropped back down. Um, and I think that's where Haas seems to do well when they get to um, a good qualifying position. They're able to hold on to it and hopefully get a stronger result. But starting off in P17 for Kevin Magnussen is going to seem to be a situation where um, it seems like he's going to just have to ride the race out. And I don't see much gains for Kevin in the race tomorrow, but I wouldn't rule it out. <laughs> um, um, but it's it's not looking too optimistic for Kevin in P17, and I don't see him going much further up ahead, but we don't know. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's not looking good for Haas tomorrow. I, uh, you know, it it pains me to admit it, but they seem to have promised so much but delivered so little this year thus far. P18, um, I'll tell you what, Warren, you can have the distinct honour of doing of doing both the Aston Martin drivers because they had such a good home home qualifying. Uh, Sebastian Vettel, P18, Lance Stroll, P20. Uh, Stroll holds the record uh, this weekend of the only driver who did not get out of the 
uh, who did not put a time that was in the 142s or below in Q1. Um, so that is up. So, you know, so the Canadians are obviously all the goats of, of the grid. Um, <laughs> Aston Martin, again, they seem to have got it wrong in the wets. Uh, they, uh, there seemed to be something around their tyre pressures. They had them pumped up too much. Uh, apparently, it's something they had in Canada as well. Not a very good day for them. How do you think they're going to do tomorrow? Uh, not good tomorrow. I'll say that. I don't think they're going to do any good. And this is what I, when I brought up earlier. If you're a team like Aston Martin and you could get some wet weather running in practice, like you could have got an FP1, I'm looking at it now. They only did a combined 10 laps. Each driver did five laps. So why would you not try and get the setup better for potential of rain in Austria coming up? It's it rain in Hungary last year. You get that going on. Like there's potential for wet weather races coming up. Why would you not use that to get the data here? That seems like not very good strategy. I know I'm just sitting here on my couch, but like if we're struggling in the wet, we have a chance to do some wet weather running. Why are we not going to get some data there? It just seems like they go two and two together, but no, terrible from Aston Martin. Lance was, of course, yelling on the, yelling on the radio like a petulant child at the end of, uh, at the, end of the uh, qualifying session. I feel bad for Seb. Like, obviously, everybody loves him. I feel bad for him. What's he supposed to do if the car's bad? He's trying out there, but it's like he can't do anything. I, I don't know what to say about Aston Martin other than Poor, poor performance. I, I need to see Lawrence on the TV screen. They're not showing Lawrence this year. I'm disappointed about that. I need to see him just getting mad all the time. Yeah. Well, I think the reason we're not seeing Lawrence Stroll is because he's he realizes that he's A, absolutely nuked the team, and B, he's probably trying to get rid of it. Probably, but still you show know. him. He's entertaining. He's entertaining for people. Like I, I want some entertainment. I want to see him patrolling the paddock, seeing what's going on with them. Maybe we'll see him on Drive to Survive this year. Who knows? He probably will. He probably will. Yeah, hopefully hopefully he'll reprise his role as the resident Bond villain of the F1 paddock. <laughs> uh, and then I say finally, uh, he is P19 tomorrow. Obviously, Charles P20. But Jared, P19. Quick word on Mick Schumacher. Got anything to say? Oh. Um, yeah, well, like I guess he was kind of flattered by... Um, Stroll being in P20. So, yeah, not much to say about Mick. I guess, you know, Olivia nailed it with uh, talking about K-Mag and, and Haas overall. So they just don't seem to be in a good place at the moment. Um, those first points that we're hoping for Mick to score uh, still seem so far away. So close yet so far away. So, you know, we feel like that box should have been ticked Uh pretty recently you know last time out in canada if it wasn't for those reliability problems and you know a couple of other occasions this season so yeah you know just bring the car home mick please don't get involved in any more accidents and rack up that bill there so that gunter gets mad but um yeah quickly uh, a word on aston martin if you don't mind but uh how funny is it that we saw uh, Mr. John Wick himself, Keanu Reeves, kind of in the Aston Martin garage for the first part of qualifying and just suddenly just vacates and goes over to Ferrari. So even he knows what it's like to um, support a winning or a much better team than Aston Martin. So, yeah, doing the British racing green, a uh, huge disservice at the moment, those guys. Cool. Those are uh, those, uh, fighting words uh, from, from Jawad there. But I... Uh... 
I, I do I do I do absolutely agree. Um, yeah, so that is that is your rundown of qualifying. Um, you know, we've we've covered all twenty drivers on the grids. It, it was it was almost it was almost a nice shake up today for uh, for the um, for for the grid for, for tomorrow. And obviously, with Carlos Sainz being on pole, perhaps it's a bit unpredictable tomorrow. But before we move on, let's get into some let's get into some predictions for tomorrow. So first of all, I'm going to go to Olivia. I want you to give me your race winner, your podium, and your fastest lap. Um, I, I'm going to stick with Carlos as my race winner, which is very bold, considering um, everything that happened last race with Max and Carlos in the last bit of um, the race. Um, so I'm going to stick with Carlos, because why not? Um, with Max in P2 and Charles, so I'm going to keep it the way it is for qualifying. Uh, fastest lap I'll give to Max. Um, was that it? Just my race winner, my uh, podium uh, and fastest lap, yeah. Yeah, race winner, podium, fastest lap, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll keep it the way it is for those three and um, fastest lap, give it to Max. Okay. Interesting. What about you, Warren? What's your what's your podium and your fastest lap for tomorrow? Uh, I'm going to say Max is going to win. I think he's he's shown that he's got the fastest car out there. Um, so I think he is going to uh, take another win, and he's been the best driver so far this season. The podium, I'm going to say it's going to be Carlos and then Lewis. I said Lewis was going to make podium on Saturday, so I'm going to continue with that. And then uh, fastest lap, I'm going to give it to Max. Okay, interesting. And Jared, you're a, how, what do you think your podium is going to be tomorrow? Yeah, so it sounds pretty conservative to say, but Max will be on for the win. It'll be a Red Bull 1-2 with Checo second, and Carlos Sainz will finish third. And I think Max will blitz the fastest lap as well. He's in such a rich vein of form. I don't have any more um, superlatives to say about him at the moment. So um, that will probably make you quite happy, Tom, to hear that. So uh, let's hope I didn't put the curse on him. Well, I can't say it, it didn't make me unhappy. So <laughs> yes, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and then just me quickly, my podium for tomorrow, uh, I think Max will win with the fastest lap. Uh, I think I think Leclerc will be second, and I think I think Hamilton will be third because I think I think Sainz will succumb to the pressure. I think he'll bottle it. I went there. Is, is it supposed to rain tomorrow? Or do we not know? Do, are we not going to know until twenty minutes before? Um, in typical F one style, we'll probably know as they're coming out for the formation map. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I'm I'm not sure of the Silverstone weather offhand for tomorrow. Um, I'll, I'll I'll look it up later on. Um, I think but, it's overcast right now. It says that okay. it's going to be just like cloudy. The sun will peak in a in out a bit, but yeah, as you said, yeah. So that that, that that could be interesting for things like the soft tires because then they might not be able to to maintain pressure if it's if it's not that warm tomorrow. But yes. Right, uh, just and then moving on towards the end of the show, I just want to give everybody a quick opportunity to promo yourselves. So, Jared, why don't you tell us a bit about uh, about yourself, who you are, where can we find you, what do you do? Uh, yeah, so I host Hit the Apex podcast, which I do on my own, and uh, basically 
do race reviews these days for Formula One and talk about all the latest news and offer quite a bit of opinion and that sort of thing as well. Just casual chat, you know, once a week, once every two weeks, depending on if we're in a double header or not. Talk about uh, the V8 supercars category as well here in Australia. So they're kind of my two go-tos and then occasionally I will cross to anything else that uh, catches my attention during the week. Um, on Twitter, you can find it at Hit the Apex Media. Otherwise, the podcast itself is on all your good podcast platforms, such as Spotify, iTunes, Google, Stitcher, and you know the list goes on. So, yeah, and there's a link tree with other links uh, that you can find me on as well. Lovely stuff. And Olivia, where are you from? Where can we find you? Um, you can find me um, with a bunch of my other friends. We cover uh f1 um races after they've happened so reviews sometimes we'll do a preview at the chicane crew on all podcasting places um and you can also find me at twitter cairo olivia um where i post some of my stories my f1 stories to wherever they get published and to whoever will take them Okay, thank you. And Warren, let me find you. What do you do? We, uh, my cousin Rachel and I, we do Paddock Pals podcast. You could, you could call us the Drive for Survive fans, I guess you could say, so that might get some eye rolls out there. But that's what she is, and we started watching uh, more intently. I did uh, after watching that a couple of years ago. But uh, yeah, Paddock Pals are on Apple, Spotify. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. There, we do previews, recaps, and then off weeks we try and come up with like a fun game to play one of the one of the last week we did when will it happen so it's pretty much like when will signs get his first one on the season coming up and we try and do some some fun stuff like that in the uh in the off weeks out there but we're the paddock pals podcast lovely stuff and uh, just 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 for myself i'm from everything f1 you can find us across all your social media platforms we are at join ef1 because i have the everything f1 podcast which is on all your podcasting platforms. I can never think to list them because I don't know what's out there these days. Uh, we also have our website, uh, which is our which is our main source now, where we we do uh, race reviews, quality, quality reviews. I've started a series on unpopular opinions. I put up a piece around overrated tracks, which got, which garnered a bit of a, a bit of attention for one of the entries I put on there. Um, I'd just like to direct you to our website to read that, and please don't hate me. Um, yeah, and uh, yes, uh, we also. Uh, that's that's pretty much everything for us. So just 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 to just just to round out the show, I'd just like to mention the grid talk is available on YouTube, where most episodes are recorded live. Obviously, this one. We're also available on places such as Amazon Fire, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Music, Furball, Omni Studio, and Pocket Casts. Just search for F1 Grid Talk for our back catalogue of shows with previews and reactions to qualifying and race results. Please consider supporting the channel on Patreon so that we can get better mics, lights, and better recording equipment. As I mentioned earlier in the show, if you leave us a five-star review, we, uh, you will be entered into our into our into our our prize draw, and we'll also give your review a shout out. So I'd like to take this opportunity to do just that. I'm just going to pull them onto my the screen because I am going cross-eyed. So some of the reviews we've had in recently, we've had Ben Domingo. He gave us a five-star review and he said, learning about F1, give this podcast a listen. And this was posted yesterday. He said, this is my first season watching F1 and I'm still learning. 
which is why I love this podcast. Straight after the race, I can tune in and learn why things have happened the way they did. As a woman, I love learning about F1 from strong, empowered women. So that's there's certainly one there for you, Olivia. <laughs> also, we have one from Jack Copland, 530, who again appears to be American. He says, great F1 analysis. He says, everyone on this podcast has a great understanding of Formula One and they share their knowledge in an easy-to-understand way, which is perfect if you're new to F1. So thank you to both of those for your lovely reviews. And I just have a few more to read out as well. One here says, best F1 podcast I have heard from Aaron Garrett. Well, first of all, Aaron, thank you ever so much for that. That's very kind of you. He writes, I have listened to a lot of F1 podcasts over the years, and this is the best I have heard. Host and panel are knowledgeable, but not pretentious, as so many are, as so many out there are. Well, thank you very much, Aaron. We really appreciate those kind words. We have one from, the username is Curve5, I believe you say it. Uh, I that might be a trendy, uh, a trendy Instagram, uh, trend, a trendy internet username. I'm not very okay with things like that. I'm afraid. So if I said that wrong, I apologise. They just said great F1 pod, and left some emojis. So thank you for that. And then last but no means least, I had to read this one last from X Billy Z, another Tom Downey fan club member. He said, "I am new to F1. I like listening to Tom Downey as he is entertaining and insightful." Plus, I am a big Max fan too. Billy, my friend, thank you very much. I appreciate the kind words. I know I don't please everyone and I don't aim to, but thank you ever so much for those kind words. So just, just to round out the show, just like to say you can get yes, you can get your hands on some official grid talk merch on HTTPS, uh, well, you know, F1Chronicle.com forward slash store. Also, make sure you, you are subscribed so you're the first to know when each new weekly episode is released we, we will be back soon with plenty more f1 content thank you thank you very much for listening and goodbye